Hello, and welcome to the Extension Experience Podcast with your hosts, Josh Bouchong, Trent Malachik, and Dana Zook. Here you'll find insights into Oklahoma agriculture from West Area Specialists employed by Oklahoma State University Extension. Their perspectives come from assisting county educators and producers in the areas of agronomy, animal science, and economics. Thank you for joining us. Welcome back to the Extension Experience Podcast. My name is Trent Malachik. I'm Dana Zook. And Josh Bashong. It's time again for an educator spotlight, or in this case, a specialist spotlight. Dana, you want to introduce our guest today? Yep. So this week we are having Marty New, the Southwest Area Extension Livestock Specialist, in with us. We're going to pellet him with some questions about his uh, life and extension and before that. And he's looking forward to it, I think. Yeah. (laughs) So, Marty, you right now tell us a little bit about where you're at right now and uh, a little bit about your family. Uh, I'm right now I'm the... Southwest Area Livestock Specialist covering Southwest Oklahoma. Uh, I actually live in Lawton uh, with my wife, Jeanette, and two boys, uh, Jacob and Isaac. And we, I'm actually living where I grew up. We have a small cow-calf operation that we uh, run with my, my folks. So. Cool. What's so. the term in small? Um, <laughs> we're right at a 50-cow operation, so that. That's what I consider small. So. I I don't know that that's small. Whenever you're doing it after five o'clock, well, <laughs> it's a lot of help on the other end. I can assure you that. <laughs> but it, it fluctuates forty to fifty cows. So that's where I run into. You talk about what's small and what's full time. Forty cows can be a mess whenever they all decide to give you trouble. Yeah, and it's usually when you're doing it with the headlights. <laughs> yeah. Before and after work. So <laughs> this year, my tractor got an LED light upgrade because I've been feeding everything in the dark and I got tired of those <laughs> 2000 model yellow lights not really doing much good for me. Yeah, my dad, my dad has trouble understanding why we have to do stuff when I get home. He's finished for the day and I'm just getting started. So I tell him it's the joys of being retired. <laughs> yeah, he gets to he yeah. gets to pick when he helps you, right? They go to the mountains for the summer, yeah. don't they? Exactly. Yeah, they spend the summer in Colorado, and that's how he gets even with me. I guess. <laughs> Very good. So, Marty, how? Tell us a little bit about uh, how you came to Extension. I guess there's a little story about what you did before. Okay. You know, but what's, well, this, what's that? Tell this, us a little bit about that. This past November, I just finished my 23rd year in Extension. Um, I've kind of run the full range through extension, I guess you could say. When I started, I worked for Jim Criswell, who was the uh, state pesticide coordinator at the time. Started working for him when I finished up my master's. Wasn't really sure what I was going to do, and that opportunity came along. So I worked for him for for, uh, four years before I moved to Noble County in Perry to become the educator there. Worked in the 4-H and ag side of things. Absolutely love Perry and Noble County. I was there for about three years and then the opportunity came to move back home to Comanche County. I did that, thought that would be where I would retire. <laughs> and then the opportunity came up about 10 years later to move to the area office to where I am currently. So. 
Yeah, so you started as an area specialist like 2015? Is that when it was? Yeah, the end of 14. Okay. In the 50s. So I remember we going about to your, the same time. Yeah, I remember going to your interview yeah. shortly after I started with Extension. Yeah. In 2014. About the time Trent, Trent, you started in 2014 too. So we were all on this part started on this side of the state, kind of all starting at the same time. Josh, a little bit thereafter. So the interesting thing about extension is it seems like in a lot of jobs or a lot of professions, if you're good at what you do, you kind of just move on up. But in extension, it kind of treats you like you've never been there before, make you go through the whole interview process again. <laughs> yeah, it it can be a little intimidating after a while. It makes you kind of think, what what am I really doing? <laughs> or why am I going to do this? <laughs> yeah, so you yeah. were already in extension, but you wanted kind of an advanced position. And so they made you go through the whole interview process. And for those of you who don't know, becoming an area specialist, in my opinion, was kind of like nerve wracking. You have multiple interview, one-on-one -on -one interviews with you know people on campus and then you give a presentation on campus and you come to the county and you have committee meetings and a presentation. I thought it was nerve wracking. I don't know about Marty. You probably handled it a lot better than I did. But Well, I think the county presentation was much harder than the one on campus because that's educators I've been working with for 10, 15 years. And all of a sudden I'm going to be there. I'm standing up there in front of them and they're lining up with questions. You know, it's mm -hmm. like it's just a little bit awkward situation when you worked with them for so long. So. Yeah. But it was, I, I enjoyed it. It was a learning experience for sure. So, Yeah. So I, go ahead. Well, I was just, just going to say, I, I'm kind of marvel at what you've accomplished because I look at the Southwest as being rather demanding district. I moved into the Southwest some through reappointments and expansion, I guess, of my territory and, Kind of got to know what you're talking about when you go down there. That's your probably the most seasoned, most full-time ag producers would be from the west and southwest part of the state, in my experience. I know we got quite a few full-time guys up here in the northwest as well, but I don't know. You got a gritty bunch down there, Marty. Yeah, it is that, <laughs> and and they're not they're not shy about telling you or holding you accountable for what you're gonna say or or they'll question you. And and I mean, then you know, at first you kind of get a little brash to that but as you learn and, and continually grow uh, you appreciate that a lot more and it builds that trust between you and those producers a lot better as well so you have done a number of different things even before you came became an area specialist marty so what i remember even before i started an extension i remember the cattle conference that you um i think did bobola valley started or you were on the committee to do it and then took it over, but it was a conference that you partnered with Texas A&M, or maybe it was, was it two different conferences? I can't remember. What was well, that? We had, Bob Valley was the area of livestock specialist when I moved to Comanche County and him and myself, Max Galloway and Aaron Ensign had always done a beef cattle conference there in, in Lawton. And we were trying to figure out some ways to expand it. And we got, we worked with Stan Beavers, who used to be the Texas A. He was with Texas A&M Extension at Vernon. We got with him and we formed a committee of the, the four of us from Oklahoma. And he got some county educators from Texas. And we started the Cattle Trails Wheat and Stalker Conference and then a Cow-Calf Conference that we held 
we held each one each year and we'd rotate them between uh, Oklahoma and Texas. Yeah. I remember being uh, in my former job going to, as the trade show, I was right. taking livestock nutrition center, representing them at the trade show. Yeah. So that was always, a pre- that was always a really good conference. I thought really good producers. Like you said, Trent, those producers would come up and have, they, they just were very straightforward and, yes. and, uh, in especially in that area, especially the Chickasha area, I remember that particularly well. So yeah, and and they were they were very. I thought the conferences were very good. Um, we we tried to focus on some well known um, out of state speakers, and uh, our attendance was always very well. And it just over time, our committee shrunk down because of retirements and other things, and. And, you know, kind of like everything else, it kind of runs its course. Mm-hmm. I I totally understand that. I had the similar situation when I came to my to my job, had a had a conference at Greg Heifel and started many years, you know that. And so, you know, at some point they come to an end and we start something new. Exactly. So we kind of got together and started the Chisholm Trail Beef Improvement Conference last year, which is not a yearly event because this year it's not going to happen uh, due to COVID and all that kind of thing. But we will keep up with that, I'm sure. We want it to be a yearly. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> but, you know, with everything going on, uh, maybe sure. focus our efforts elsewhere. And right. yeah, that would be nice. But, so maybe an unpopular opinion in extension or as a whole. But I don't necessarily believe that every single program we have should be converted to online during this time. <laughs> and I agree. I think some things are best to be in person and they need to be reimagined uh, for going mm-hmm. online. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of, I don't know, I'll speak for you, Marty, <laughs> even though we're interviewing you, I'll speak for you, but I think, I think we talked about it and it's just, you know, I just don't think our clientele for this particular conference um, would do well with the online part of it. No, and, and I think I agree with Trent 100% and it, it goes for myself. Only so much of it you can do and then you, you can never beat face-to-face communication. Sometimes it's just what has to be has to be done. So what was, what has been your most enjoyable extension kind of program or thrust or, or over the, over the 23 years, you said, what, (laughs) what has been something that you have enjoyed the most? I mean, in the County or whatever, like, or, you know, we had to, we, we talked to Tommy about his uh, rodeo clown stuff. So what you know surely you have something exciting like that (laughs) (laughs) yeah um i i would say that the uh, chisholm trail or i mean the the cattle trails conferences is probably one of the highlights and i've also done a lot of 4-h um activity as well that i really enjoyed there in noble county we started one of the very first horse judging teams with the 4-H kids and and that that was a lot of fun and introduced some kids to something that they had not been involved in in a long time. But overall, just just working with the professionals in extension is one of, you know, I've got some lifelong friends from that. And then just building that camaraderie with producers and the communication you support, you gain through that. And like I try to tell newer educators, you know, some we can always have a meeting that may not be as attended as well as we thought. But if you ever have a uh, situation where you need support, you'll be surprised of who and will show up to support you 
even though they may not always be at a program or, or something like that. And these physicians, you're always under the eye of a lot of people, whether you know it or not. You, you don't really know that until a situation may happen. They, they let the right stakeholders know what they think of your program. So. Josh, you surely have a question for Marty, since you've been in, ex- you've been in extension way longer than Trent and I in one way, shape or form. So you've known Marty. Wow. So yeah, Dana, uh, getting interviewed by your peers is always intimidating, but one of the things I always found maybe even more challenging at times is, you know, going back home like Marty did. There's some relationships and situations that arise that you kind of treat differently than you would that people you've never met before. You got any of those fun stories, Marty? Oh, absolutely. And I can say I moving back home was a challenge. And I can say if I hadn't been gone for about 15 years, I don't think I could have done it yeah. uh, because I, I grew up, grew up a lot in that time frame, and you learn how to handle people. But just from when I did people walk in the office, well, I remember you when you were, you know, this tall and running around everywhere and, you know, and they want you to still be that person and you're not, but you know, and it, it's good thing, but you know, you just, Learning how to handle those situations can be uh, be a lot of fun, <laughs> uh, yeah. and but a lot of them, you know, it can bring some extra expectations upon yourself as well. So. Yeah. Sure, so. I thought, well, sorry, Dana, I was no. interrupting you. Yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> I was thinking about you know, extension was my first job, and I started back home. <laughs> you know, I never, I've never really <laughs> left this area, and. Yeah, there's a lot of things about whenever I started that I look back on. And I was like, wow, you embarrassed yourself. <laughs> like what? Yeah, I kind of wish I would have uh, changed assignments to leave some of those memories in the past. But you know, I guess I've they've seen me grow up in extension. So hopefully I'm better than I was when I started. But. Yeah. So I, I think though, that those of you who have gone back, I think that from, from an outsider looking in, cause I'm way away from home. Uh, but you guys have some, you know, connections that someone like me takes a long time to form. So, you know, the guy down the road that has a bail stack that we can use for our, our, uh, our study, or, you know, someone who just put down their alfalfa and, you know, wants to test this or that. I mean, that, that's, that means a lot. Um, and it's pretty valuable and probably is overlooked by those of you who are at, you know, in your sort of area that you grew up in. Well, and I, I think one thing that helped me grow for that was when I moved to Noble County, because when I moved to Noble County, I knew one person in the whole county. I was single, still single at the time. So, I mean, I, I had to take it upon myself to make those relationships and it, it really helped me open up and learn how to handle people and prepare you for a lot of things moving forward. So. So why did you start an extension, Marty? Well, that's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) I grew up with a, my mom and dad were both school teachers and actually my brother is a school teacher now. And the last thing I said is I'll never teach school. (laughs) because <laughs> um, I, I never, and it was never a goal, but I guess education was always kind of in my background. And I thought, you know, it, to me, extension is a, we're just continually working and educating producers or the general public. 
very service oriented and I, I, that's a lot of the things I like to do. Have you ever thought about the job you would have done if you wouldn't have done extension or has there ever been something along the way you thought that would have been, you would have been interested in trying? Oh, sure. And one thing and and Dana will probably find this interesting. Uh, I always wanted to work when I was in college. I worked at a feed store, you know, part time to get through college. And I've always wanted to work and formulate rations and that sort of thing. And visiting with Dana and how everything that she did prior to extension. I thought that was cool, but, you know, but I've always been fascinated with feeds and the components and the animal aspect of everything. And the other thing I had ambitions of at one time was being a veterinarian. And I said, I never would go to school that long. And mm-hmm. I think I ended up going to school longer. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it seems like among all of us in the other livestock specialists, we all kind of have the the uh, nutrition background. We like the nutrition. Our our buddy Earl in the Northeast, he's just, yeah. you know, the probably the uh, ration formulating guru yeah, of us exactly. all. Exactly. But uh, we all have that kind of love. And I would say probably my background is I wanted to be a new, uh, veterinarian too, but I couldn't go through all the school. I just <laughs> yeah. But. Well, I thought I was doing good by marrying a veterinarian. I think <laughs> make a lot of money and it's quite the opposite. <laughs> I think you made out all right. Yeah. Yeah. But we always, it always is fun to hear about way back when an extension when before we were all involved, right guys. And <laughs> There's always some good stories. We get to pass around at Ag Agents Conference and that sort of thing. Yeah. So. Uh, and it, it's a, like I mentioned, the camaraderie with with um, your coworkers is extraordinary. And whether in a county or area setting, those relationships you build will carry on forever. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever met an extension employee that was ruthless. Ruthless? We, we don't tend to be driven by money. <laughs> working in extension and that's good so, right <laughs> well it's, yeah you can go a lot of different ways with that but helping each other tends to be one of the big differences from some other industries because you know my my sales number doesn't determine my bonus at the end of the year i, I get paid what i get paid so making my job easier and helping each other tends to be uh, one of my main drivers one of my main focus and that's something that's just different being an extension professional, I think, than others. Well, and the, the sharing of information, you know, if if I do a presentation, I don't mind sharing it with anyone else. Or Dana is very open. And I mean, all of our area mm-hmm. specialists share information and nobody's looking for the credit of development or anything. It's just getting that message out, I think, is the key component of the whole thing. Well, and you have been really involved in the OQBN program. So the Oklahoma Quality Beef Network program, one of the biggest sales of the state is in your area. So I guess we've all gotten really involved as the OQBN program has changed, but that's been, that's been one big part of the job, especially this time of year. Yeah, it's, but once again, it's that building that relationship with those producers. And I like going out and visiting with them and looking at operations and Anything we can help improve their bottom dollar, you know, I think that's a, that's our number one goal to help them improve their operation. And I think that's the, the OQBM program is about, in addition to working with the, the sale barn owners and getting that best product out there. Yeah, I have was talking to livestock market owners a couple of weeks ago and 
numbers are down a little bit this year, but the one thing he did say was, you know, Dana, whatever happens, happens, you know, whatever happens to the program, but we have educated so many producers on the good ways to um, vaccinate cattle, you know, things that um, buyers are looking for to get a premium for cattle, to set cattle up right for um, as they go on and, you know, finishing period and that sort of thing. So I thought that was a big uh, kind of compliment. I don't know if it was totally directed toward us, but towards the program and extension. And I think that that, you know, no matter how, what program you're doing, we have educated um, to the best of our ability as much as we can. Right. Well, and I think it's been good for the producers to see the value that that has to the buyers that those calves have met the protocol the the actual impact it has and, and why they're looking for those types of cattle. And it's just kind of open that communication, I think, up because sometimes there's a there's a gap there. And I think that helps bridging that gap as well. Yeah. Well Marty, our district probably has the most new new educators perhaps or, or <laughs> we can get pretty close to saying that yeah. at least. Well, you you've worked in extension for a while now, and and you probably get where I'm going with this. You had any kind of advice for those new educators, or or some things that they need to be thinking about? Because we have some pretty big fans in our young educators of this podcast. I'm sure they'd be interested in hearing what you have to say. Well, the the first thing I always tell them when I visit with them the first time is, you won't know everything there is to this job, because as soon as you think you do, that that question will come in the door that you will not know, but the biggest impact of that is, is don't be scared to say, I don't know, but I will get back with you. And making that phone call back to them will mean more to those people in the long run than it will giving them false information. Because I don't know how many times I've done that. And they'll say, why do you think you'd ever call me back? Because nobody calls anybody back anymore. But if you take the time to look up that information and get them the correct information, you have built a supporter for your duration in that county. And then the other thing is, is you, you may start out slow and think, boy, I don't have much to do. And the next thing you know, you're 22 years into a career uh, <laughs> because that first six months may be slow. And then you're going, holy cow, where did the last year go? Like all of us know, I mean, your y'all's desk probably looks like mine. There's about four different projects and they've been here for about a, two weeks and I don't know which one I looked at last. So, and one phone call changes that. So uh, you, you have to be able to multitask. And, but the other thing is, is still go home at night and enjoy your family and it'll still be there tomorrow. So That's great advice. That's great advice. We probably all could think about going home at night. It'll be there tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I can say that and I'm probably one of the worst ones at doing it. So. <laughs> yeah, sending emails at eight o'clock at night. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> cell phones haven't helped yeah. that. Situation. No. Yeah. It's just some of the things you learn. So. so I think what Marty is saying is extension is a, seems like a great job if you want to know a lot of stuff. And uh, I know from your from what you've said, it's, it's good for families. 
you know, it's good, you know, it's flexible for families. And, and so I felt that way too. And we have a great livestock specialist team in the state. I don't know about agronomy or ag econ, but <laughs> the, the livestock specialists get along pretty well. And so right. one of these days I keep telling them that maybe the livestock specialist should just get on and do a livestock specialist episode. <laughs> Might be kind of funny. It could be. Could be funny. You're one of the few groups that has enough people to make a show. Yeah, you got five. <laughs> you know, I only have two. <laughs> so brag all you want. Well, I think we are funnier though. We have we have, I guess we have Earl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait till you have him on. Yeah, well we'll have to make now that he'll listen to this and he'll he'll be like telling us when's my turn? When's yeah. my turn? So well, thank you, Marty, so much for coming on. We just really appreciate it. It's nice to hear from someone some, with some experience. I won't call you the old guy, but yeah, someone with experience. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, it's always fun to work with you, and so glad we got to find out a little bit more about you today. Okay, thank you. Thanks again, Marty. We really appreciate you coming on. I think there's a lot of things for people in extension and outside of extension to learn from some of your experiences and the things that you've been through. I know that the three of us are kind of midway through our career and thinking about where did the last six or seven years go? (laughs) And it is kind of amazing how fast that occurs. So it's important to really do what you love. And that this job gives you the flexibility to do that within our own disciplines. We do get to work on the things that we enjoy for the most part and really appreciate your insights into that. But to our listeners, thanks for, tuning in. Marty's a great resource. If you've never uh, asked him questions before, we'll have his contact information in the podcast description, I'm sure, and your local county extension agents can get a hold of Marty at any time. So thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. We hope you've enjoyed what you've heard. If you would like to hear more or follow up on the discussed topics, please reach out to your local county extension agent. OSU has a presence in all 77 counties with educators eager to assist you. Also, please consider checking the description for links to our social media pages and further information pertinent to the conversation. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you soon.